All right, friends, family, team. Season 11, episode 2. We come at you with a little bit of some new segments because, Brady, what's season 11 about? Different stuff. Trying new things. That's what I said. <laughs> um, and then we go into Brady's Altered Brain. Um, another shout out to the Quinnmeister coming up later on. We got to update you on the cool things he's done. A little pop culture to keep it moving. Um, we could talk about the WNBA and how the sky are sort of bouncing back, and we will do that. <laughs> A little bit of MLB. Um, it might put some of you to sleep. Did you get that? No, nah, sleepers. Come on, come on. <laughs> Dude, geez louise. And uh, we got a cool thing that I brought up to do while we talk NFL because it's almost football, you sons of guns. Holy cow, it's the Washed Up Podcast. And today, can we just get it? You can come get me. I'm in the Season 11, episode 2, brought to you by Washed Up. Um, Speaking of new things, before we start. Yeah. You're shaving. Yeah. Did you full shave for the wedding? Not on purpose. That oh. was what I was going to bring up. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. No. Go ahead. It's okay. Let's so, um, I knew something was different. I'm <laughs> such a moron. <laughs> I thought something was amish. Um, so, I was standing up in a wedding this weekend. Uh, shout out to Judd and Nicole for getting hitched, doing the thing. I wanted my beard to look really good for the wedding. Mm-hmm. And uh, for another friend's wedding last year, I went to this guy, and he lined me up real nice, right? I'm sitting in the chair for the previous wedding, and all going through my head is, oh, fuck, I'm going to hate what I look like. I'm going to hate what I look like. I don't feel like this is good. I don't feel like this is good. But I sit through it. I keep moving, go home, shower, do a little ajouge, and uh, I love the haircut. I'm like, oh, I was worried about nothing. Anxiety, suck it. Mm -hmm. I go to this guy two more times. Between that wedding and last Thursday's. Same thing. Sitting in there. Ah, bummer. I don't know if this is going to be what I wanted. Come out and I'm like, okay, it's good. I just have to tweak one thing, tweak another, and uh, it'll all be good. Thursday comes around. Rehearsal and dinner's Friday. Go to the guy. Good to see you. How are you? Boom. What are we doing this time? And I was like, you got me good for a wedding last time. You're going to get me good for a wedding this time. He goes, love it. Perfect. Dab up, sit in the chair. He starts going to town. And I get the same thought. Yeah. I'm going to hate this. This is brutal. And I'm like, you thought about this before. And you've had this thought again. And I was like talking to myself in my head. But and I was like, this one feels different. <laughs> and, I, and the other part of my brain goes, shut up, dude. You felt this way before. <laughs> yeah. And I go, no, 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 no. But something else feels off this time. So it was a back and forth, continuous, like, do I, am I going a little schizo right now? What's happening? So he turns me around to the mirror one time, and I'm like, Lee, 
I was like, I think I can fix it, though. Yeah. Whatever. So I keep my mouth shut. After it's all said and done, I go to the car, immediately look in the rearview mirror, and he fucked my shit up. <laughs> <laughs> my face is not symmetrical, like, at all. And I, if you, like... When you know when you take a front facing Snapchat, oh, yeah. it just stays with the way you're looking at it. Mm-hmm. If you take a front facing picture with your phone, yeah, like the, just the camera app, you'll get to see that reverse and be hate like, that. "I hate what my face looks like right there." Yeah. So I just know that one side of my face looks like it's swollen when that happens. Mm-hmm. So while I trim my beard, I know that. I know that I'm a little uneven. And this guy must have, the floor must have been uneven. Yeah. Because the line under my jaw was all sorts of fucked up. Oh. He got, like, above the jawbone on one side of my face and, like, a fingernail below the jawbone on the other side of my face, and it was just, like, a direct angle across. Oof. So that was bad. Yeah. So it kind of looked like an off-centered, like, wet paper bag stick-on <laughs> yeah. beard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And uh, I, w- I was like, did my neck troubles go back in? And I was just like leaning a little bit. And he was just like, no, that's straight. Yeah. And then around my mouth, like the main thing in my beard is that it connects. Right. Right. Yours does too. Brez. You- uh-huh. <laughs> no chance. It's, it's, it's a continuous battle. And he shaved to where it just <laughs> looked so pencil thin around my uh. entire mouth. And the line like right here was diagonal too. Oh. Like under my mouth, where the beard goes right to the chin, was on a complete slant too. Oh no. And I was like, this is so fucked up. And luckily I had some length to my beard. Yeah. And he but he straight razored like around my mouth. And I was like, oh you son of a bitch. <laughs> and it looked pencil thin on one side and it looked like uh Eugene Levy's eyebrows on the other oh and i was like do you do you not see was he like on hallucinogenics or something i hope so i really really hope so because if he was stone cold sober that's a problem (laughs) i hope for his business plan that he was fucking wasted or Mm. something that's so tough i had a dream last night that i got a bad haircut and as i woke up fucking screaming yeah so I had to immediately shave down, and I went to, like, the three, and it still looked like shit. The two still looked shit. And, like, my beard, when it grows in, it looks full. Mm-hmm. But when it's, like, shaved down to stubble, it doesn't. Right. So, like, I was shaving down to a one, and I was like, do I just go clean shaven? I was like, no. We're just going to leave it here, hope for the best. Maybe these, like, the, the straight razors will just get a little hair just so it looks a little bit. And, yeah, so I was shaved down to a one, not out of my own want. Damn, that's so But out tough. of a need to look like a person. So I rarely get my hair cut, like, days before a big event. But, like, you're kind of supposed to do that because when it does go well, you feel so good that day. Yeah. And 90% of the time, it goes well. Right. Do you think you'll ever go back to him? No. Okay. Yeah. He Definitely. burned that bridge. Yeah. Like, it was, it was bad. And the most fricked up thing, if this is your first time listening to Washed Up, um, you won't know this guy. But if you listened last week, Chris had the audacity. He was at the same wedding, but he was not in the wedding party. 
So between the ceremony and the reception, Chris was hanging out with a bunch of people and was telling everybody that I fucked my own shit up oh and had to shave it God, down. What a prick. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to the reception and four different people come up to me and be like, dude, how'd you fuck up your beard so bad? Oh and I go, God. where the fuck did you hear that? Yeah. Chris, like, get over Chris. here right now. And then I called him over here. He's like, what's going on? <laughs> I was like, why are you telling me? Why are you telling people that I did this to myself? And he was like, because you did. Yeah. And I was like, no, I didn't. He goes, no, you told me you did. I was like, tell me what I told you. <laughs> <laughs> and he recites back. And he recites back just nonsense. He goes, okay, my bad. Yeah. And he put up a snap story at like 11 p.m. It was just like, sorry for anybody I told that Cliff did that to his own beard. It was his barber. My apologies. <laughs> Is this the, were you standing up in any of the previous times that you got the haircut from this guy? Just the first time I went to him. You were standing up. I was standing up. Then the two times in between, it was just I had something yeah. that I was going to and I wanted to look real cool. It would have been just so us to have it be the first time you stood up in a wedding and then him fuck it up that time. While mm-hmm. the previous three were, you weren't in the wedding. Right. Yeah. 100%. That yeah. would have been hilarious. Yeah, but it's the worst thing ever. Getting a bad haircut is is the worst thing ever. I think I've solidified that. Yeah. So it's, it's first world problems, obviously. For real. Yeah. But it's starting to grow back and luckily like hair grows. So yeah. um, usually. Hey, your beard grows You did it on fast. your face. Yeah. I, I am going to get a haircut this Friday, and I looked back at the text between me and the woman who cuts my hair, and I was like, it's only been three months. Yeah. And I get it cut short now. Yeah, you do. It's crazy. But, yeah. um, all right, well, we're going we're gonna to battle back. You already have. Thank you. Um, I appreciate facial that. Facial hair is a part of the new segment that we're doing, and it's going to lead into something else that I talk about later in the episode. So if you're a little confused, don't worry. It'll all come full circle. Um, Brez and Pat. Brez, you're Mario. Pat, you're Luigi. Thank you. Very good. Who's who's Mario? It's a me, Mario. Very good. And you, Pat, are? Luigi. Good. So now you need to devise a plan to save Princess Peach. Mario. Ah, mamma mia. (laughs) We got to get in the Koopa Troopa's ass to get the princess back. Mario, keep it in your pants. We need to form a real plan. We need to bounce. And the jump and get around We them. need the Koopa Troopa shell to defeat the Bowser. <laughs> okay, so we jump on the shell. We pop at the pop. And... <laughs> but how do we get the star power? It's a jump. And the double jump. And the peach. Mamma mia. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good, very good. The princess is saved. <laughs> That was actually very good for uh, try one out of all of us. Um, <laughs> I had to, no idea. On to uh, where where this idea came from. You can press my button. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brains. Altered brain. There's a few on here, so just buckle up. So bad, but gambling made me realize how hard professional sports are. And just how good these athletes are. Even on shit teams. They are literally giving away money to anyone over the age of 21, responsibly of course, that can pick two games correctly in one day. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Wish I could do that. It's so fucking absurd to me because I was just thinking about it. I was like, obviously it was in a state of why do I never fucking win? And... 
I was like, okay, well, it's because you parlay everything and you can't have anything minus odds. And I was like, they know how hard this is, even for like when the Nationals are playing the Braves, that one day that the Nationals beat the Braves, they're willing to give you the opportunity to take the Braves and the Astros who are playing the Nationals and the Athletics at plus money. Right. And I was just thinking, I was like, how do they not beat them every single time? And I'm like, because the guys on the Nationals and the A's are still the best in the world. <laughs> like, it was, yeah. Yeah. it was fucking absurd. And then I thought about it, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do two-team parlays for the rest of my life. Yeah. Dude, like, bad professionals is itself an oxymoron. Right. Like, jumbo shrimp. But yeah, the the why it's the altered brain is like how did it take gambling to realize that that the best athletes in the world are in fact the best athletes in the world? Well, just the magnitude of how good they all are, right? Like I should just know that there's only fucking a thousand of them in each sport out of whatever how many million do we have in the United States? Three fifty six or something like that. Right. Yeah, something like that. 356 million. We could just say the globe because professional sport players come from all over the globe. 7 billion people, and there's what, five, 6,000 of them total right. that are playing these major sports. It's fucking absurd. Yeah, objectively, it's mind-blowing. Yeah, and I realized that this weekend. Yeah, I think it also, at any time, any range of age, any sport you're playing... The minute you look across the court, if you're like doing layup lines in an AAU tournament, you're like, oh, okay, I'm in seventh grade. Those guys are doing dunks. Right. Um, how are we going to win? That and then you sense. realize that most of those teams rely just strictly on their athletic ability. And uh, like coaching is a huge factor in that. But like in what world do you look at that team of 10 people that are throwing down windmills and layup lines? And then people that are still focusing on getting the ball into their right hand before the layup. Into the box. Yeah. Yeah, it's absurd. I guess that's why you can't bet on grammar school sports, unfortunately. I'd make a killing. Dude, when I got Little League baseball kids, I'm the bookie, bro. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I'm, I'm fixing the odds. You want to coach? No, no, no. Uh, conflict of interest. Um, <laughs> but it's like that line in between a Matt Olson and uh, the whoever the first baseman for the A's is so paper, razor, fucking thin. It's like, when you get to that tier, what separates people isn't necessarily ability. Right. It's mental wherewithal. Exactly. Like, all this shit was going through my head, and I was like, holy shnikes, I can't believe it took me this long to notice. Now, football season is coming up, and I will be blaming every single player like it's not hard. Oh, yeah. But I wanted Absolutely. to get this off the ground first. Yeah. That professional sports, very hard. Right. And it, it it goes just as simple as, like, look back at the Rockies team that have that had Trevor Story and Nolan Arenado on right. it. It's like if those two at the same time go nuts, they can beat the Dodgers. Of course. So those two are probably going to get – there's some people on those shit teams that you look at that are in – that are due for a payday soon. Right. It's just that they're on the shittiest team – where their name doesn't really carry any weight yet. Exactly. And this shouldn't also this should be showing me how hard professional sports is, which it which it has. But it hasn't altered my view on how I'm gonna kill FanDuel one day. Never. Even though that's what it should be telling me. Yeah. Is that this is why it's so impossible to gamble. It's because they're all so fucking good. There is nobody who's better than anybody else until Every it comes day. down right. Yeah. 
Yeah. But it's not even just 162 games in baseball. It's in basketball, too, and football also. If you take yeah. two teams' money line, you're going to get very close to plus money. Yeah. And they're willing to pay you that money. I also do little to no research before placing a baseball bet. Oh, I've been doing a ton, and I've actually been doing well. See? So like if, like... Splits and pitchers and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but it's, like, <laughs> it's so accessible. It's so stupid. Whatever. No one wants to hear about how you're doing well. Um, second thing, is it weird, dot, 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 question mark, that I thought I ate something just because I envisioned eating it the whole way home? <laughs> yes. It's weird. A little bit. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it is. Yeah. Well, it was like, it, uh, was, it was right next to me. And all I thought about the whole way home. And let me tell you this. The ride home is three blocks. <laughs> and I just envisioned how I was going to eat it, which my last bite was going to be, if I was going to go fries first or chicken sandwich. And then I got home and it was just sitting on my table. And I looked down at it and I was like, oh my God, I didn't eat this yet. I'm not really hungry anymore. Yeah, no, I was like, I'm stuffed. <laughs> That is elite level mental gymnastics. I wish I could do that. Oh, I still ate it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I usually do that with snacks in the pantry. Yeah, me too. So, like, if I'm having a little fun or towards the end of the oh, night. And obviously, little, I was high as balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll be like, God, there's nothing to eat. And then I just, like, immediately open the pantry and it's just like, oh. There's the pretzels. Yeah. I didn't finish those. Totally thought I finished those. Absolutely. Yeah, that with snacks all the time. But like an actual meal, actually that happened today. I had some leftovers <laughs> in the fridge, opened up the fridge, because I knew there was something I wanted to eat in there, and then I was like, oh, fuck yeah, leftover pizza. Oh, my Darn. God, such a great feeling. It's the best. Open dude. up the fridge and having something in there that you want also. Yeah. Oh, and you didn't expect it to be there. Dude, oh. I'm going to open a restaurant that makes pizzas at night and just serves them cold as like a hangover cure. I don't like that business model. It's awesome. Cold pizza is the best. People eat cold pizza because they enjoyed it when it was warm. Yeah, the cold pizza fiasco can be... Um, Stephanie hates it. I like it. I used to love it, and then she was like, why do you love it? Oh, I don't love it by any means. Yeah. And I was like, I think it's just because I'm lazy. Yeah, I mean. And I want it right now. But it's so, it's like fucking so widespread, the love for it. I like, I used to get looked at like an idiot. I still do that I don't eat it cold ever. Yeah. I mean, that's weird that you don't. I yeah. agree. I, I mean, I don't agree, but I understand where you're coming from because so many people do. So it's not laziness. It's just people do enjoy it cold, which is psychotic to me. No, like, I, I did think about warming it up, and then I just kept sitting and eating it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, every time. But, like, what's <laughs> weird is, like, Lou Malnati's. Like, oh, way better cold. Exactly. It's weird. Yeah. I thought you were going to say the exact opposite, that you no. couldn't eat Lou Mal's cold. No. It's, no. Lou like, Malnati's I, is the pinnacle of cold pizza. Oh, my God. I just love, maybe I love pizza too much. I think it's, it, it has something You're to do with. You're a pizza purist. Yeah. It has something to do with the um, level that their deep dish isn't as deep as most. Yes. So when you have that Lou Malinati's piece that you luckily, like, you let it, you had your two pieces, your three pieces, whatever, and then you individually, like, package it because you can pick them up at this point. But then it solidifies. 
mm. in the fridge. Yeah. And you can hold it like a slice of pizza rather yeah. than having to like, you know, keep it on the plate and like slide it into your mouth with yeah. deep dish. I will never eat it with a fork and knife because I'm not a, a fancy pants. I'm a caveman. What What about when it's hot? Oh, yeah. You put it on the plate. And, and you, you let it sli- slide it in your you, mouth. Yeah, you slide it. <laughs> That's fucking incredible. It's actually talent. Yeah. Because I know you, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. You've never done this? You're crazy. <laughs> Have you done this? Of course. Okay. Thank you, God. Your name is Liar. Dude. No, you've let the pizza slide into your mouth. Yeah. Off the plate. It's not De- weird. It has to be deep dish. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm not doing that with, like, a thin crust. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> with a thin crust, Brez is eating like he does a chicken breast. With my oh, hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just picks it up all fucking right in his palm. All the pizza sauce licks it off. <laughs> That's just as crazy to me as fucking sliding into your mouth. But I guess I can't knock it till I try it. Yeah, but when can you, like... I mean, I guess you can get the full four fingers underneath the undercarriage of a pizza slice, a deep dish pizza slice. But, like, that's not an easy route to the mouth either. Yeah, that's, no, it's know? not. So let the plate hold the bottom. I totally understand And just it. push it out. It's like a push pop with delicious <laughs> pizza. It's like the only way you can eat a deep dish pizza without cutting it. I get it. Yeah. But what I are you too? It. You think you're too good for us? You use your fork and knife over there? No, I, I just, I think it's easier to do it that way. But I mean, you know, to each their own. Okay, I'm gonna fucking. I gotta see how people. Right now. Yeah, I gotta f- see how people feel about this. Because if if me and Perez are the only two, which I gotta imagine we're not. It, yeah, That's what I mean. Right? Like yeah. I'm, I'm the guy who was always scared to say what was on my mind because I thought I was the only person ever. And now I feel really weird that I'm the only person in this room who hasn't done something that you don't know if somebody else has done before. Yeah. Mm, fair. Okay. Um, what is something you could confidently put your hard earned money on against someone or something? My but, ability to rap rap God by Eminem. You think you could do it better than Eminem? No. Oh, I thought you just meant Joe Schmo next to me at the bar. Well, this would be someone who is also thinks that they could do it better than you. Oh, so Eminem would know that he can do well, it better. Well, it wouldn't than have okay. to be Eminem. I guess that's a very, that's a very good pick. Um, I mean, out at a bar, I'm pretty positive I can beat everybody in a foot race. You and you would confidently put money down on it and to do it. Yeah, I have. Fair enough. I I've done it way too many times. Actually, I like it. yeah, I like it's not it. smart. Great answer. Um, but confidently put your heart in. Oh, that I can dunk. Like if somebody's like, "Hey, you can't dunk," and then I'll be like, "Ah, but I can." Well, no, this is against somebody. <sighs> so it, some Brady, that person would it. know that they could dunk. Yeah. Okay. I this can't is win against it. somebody. Like it's. Just, it, I was thinking about gambling, and that's how I got to this. Okay. Like two well, baseball. tell me what yours is. Mine. Yeah. Is how much Taco Bell I could consume. Ooh, or, that's or a like good one. fast food within a week, and not have like the Hershey squirts. But I. Oh, you added the squirts, so I'm out. <laughs> right. So, like, my roommates this past week were like, dude, how do you eat what you eat and not, like, end up in the bathroom all the time? And I'm like, I, I, I haven't thought about it till the podcast and then living with other people. Yeah. I just thought it was just, like, kind of normal what I would do. I think I can go bite for bite with you. I, I know I can't now because my stomach's a little softer than a baby's ass. Okay. That's fair, but I'm just saying right. I would confidently, even though I know how you can eat, yeah. I still think I would beat you. Okay. Oh, I like what you're doing here. This is good. So the foot race is a good one. Rap God's pretty good, but like Rap God is sung by somebody else. Somebody's right. already done it better than you have. Yeah. 
Nobody Mine? on this planet can beat me in the fast food consumption that I have with solid poops. Too. Yeah. Most of that caveat yeah. is like, that's the <laughs> that's, benchmark. That's the like, yeah. I believe that. I, I would back you up 11 times out of 10. I think what I could do is inundate people with like fantasy sports information to the point of legitimately putting them to sleep. I could do it. Yes. As long as the sun rises. Yes, you could. In the east and sets in the west. I would back you on that as well. Yeah. You can you can talk more fantasy things than anybody I've ever talked to. I would put money on that for you. Yeah. I'd take <laughs> my harder so money yeah. and no. put it on Brez. And I'd put my harder money on you in a foot race at the bar. So yeah, I think so that's a very good answer. Solid. Okay. That was a great question. Thank I you. I liked it. Um, last one. Do you say bless you on the first sneeze or the last? Obviously, if there's multiple. Every one. Every single one. Because so do I. I don't know if it's the last one or not. I do the exact same thing. Except I do do uh, bless you. Bless you. Bless you. You done yet? Okay, fuck off, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not getting any more. It's it, three at most because I, I sneeze in threes usually. So What do you think? Dude, the- somebody at my office sneezed on Friday and a person dropped a kazoontite and I was like, simmer down, <laughs> Hitler. Yeah, yeah, take it easy, pal. Yeah, relax. What do you think the general rule of thumb would be on that? I'm sure there isn't one, but let's go down that I road. I think the most like alert thing would be realizing a sneeze happened Finding said person, seeing if they got another one locked and loaded. Right. And waiting patiently to give a, bless you. At the end. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But after three, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, like what, what I just you were said. saying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Press is one skill that we can put money on. Not listening. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> that was the last one from the altered brain. Yeah. Sweet. All right, to bring it all back from last week's episode, we talked about the inaugural washed-up athlete, Quinn Clifford. And he had a tough front nine on that Wednesday when the episode aired. Um, He had a bogey, bogey, double bogey in a row on the front nine, started with a birdie, and then went to the back nine and politely bent it over the barrel and showed it to 50 states. Nice. Yeah. On 18, he had a shot on the bunk into the bunker right around the green. And he chipped in for Eagle on 18 to tie for third with the low amateur score for the tournament. Yeah, and he tied for third in general. In the whole, whole thing, thing, and he was the first, he was the lowest amateur. So, like, way to fucking go, Quinn. Think about it in this term. Number one, it, for anybody who doesn't understand golf, the. Out of the bunker is the hardest shot in golf, and I will debate anybody on that for the rest of eternity. Um, you play your whole round, and your aim is to hit it in the grass, and 90% of people who go to driving ranges will not practice out of the sand. Uh-huh. So it's a shot that you aren't envisioning having to hit. But golfers who are as good as Quinn, he practices it, and he chips it in on 18 to tie for third as the low amateur. The second part is what Sam Bennett did at the Masters for people who aren't huge golf fans. He was an amateur who was, like, tied for fifth or something, maybe even third, uh, on the weekend, and that's like 
completely absurd. Yeah. So for Quinn to tie for third in a PGA sanctioned event, and he's what, 19 years old? 20, just turned 20. 20 years old. It's fucking insane, and huge props to him, and congratulations. Yeah. So he's not actually washed up, but he, he reps the brand. It, we're The whole thing about this is changing the term washed up into like a positive thing. So he is washed up. Ah, you're right. <laughs> there he is. There he is. Yeah. Brez, I he's I got dimples up. in my brain, like not the golf kind. He's got, he's a washed up baseball player. Fair. Yeah. Brez, I thought the other day when I was golfing that if I took this shit seriously, I could make it somewhere. So if that gives you any interpretation of what, <laughs> how I view washed up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's oh, multiple. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, read or read. You know, they mean different things. They're spelled the same. Washed up. Washed Hell yeah. up. That was yeah. really good. Thank that was you. A really good analogy. Thank you very much. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. Shout that was Quinn. a very good analogy. Living live. Shout out to Quinn. Yeah, for real. Good job, buddy. I um, hope to see you soon, and we'll hopefully have you on in a little bit. Um, not this episode in a little bit, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, we work through the dialogue errors, the jargon that we all have. <laughs> Speaking of jargon, whatever that means, pop culture. Um, I watched the Mario movie this past weekend, and this is the full circle from the beginning of the episode. No fucking idea how they have Mario and Luigi not have accents. The, but they introduced it early on, like the, the, the commercial. First, the first minute and a half, they both have accents, and then they just stop. Well, they it was Chris Pratt as Mario. I and Charlie Day as Luigi. And I thought the problem people had is that they weren't authentic to the character, but they still tried the accents. I had no idea they just used their regular voices. Yeah. It was a humongous problem for me throughout the film. Yeah. I would have the same problem. But it was I mean, just like do it. No, it it worked. It worked really well. I completely you, disagree with you. Did you see the movie? Of course. I've been hammering that it's a fantastic movie since my birthday. <laughs> I went and saw it on my birthday. But what you two just did in the beginning was totally fine. Like, and it, it was probably seamless for both of you to do those accents while trying to be Mario and Luigi, even though you are two white men. Yeah, but, like, the thing is with the movie, like, I feel like if they tried to do the accents the entire time, it's an hour and a half. It would have been so forced. Have you ever seen an Adam Sandler movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty fucking easy. They're some of the best ever. Yeah. No, well, but... Dustin Madison. <laughs> yeah. Dustin Hoffman played someone who was a savant and a woman. Don't tell me that an hour and a half is too long. It would have been too hard. Like, Mario and Luigi, nobody on planet Earth named yeah. Mario or Luigi sounds like Chris Pratt or Charlie Day. Nobody. Uh-uh. Not even a little bit. But other than that, the the film was good. I love how they implemented old Mario stuff, new Mario stuff, and... It was just, it was all around funny at the end of the day. And I would recommend to watch it, but I just, I can't wrap my head around that. And I how, never will. How long was the Peaches song stuck in your head? It still is. Right? 
Jack I, Black is amazing. I was hoping so badly that they would play it at the end, and they did after the credits. I was so happy. I was jamming. Yeah. Dude, it's like objectively kind of a good song, and he was just riffing, and they were like, we recorded it. Well, that's how fucking ADD I am, and I know that you are as well. It's just the same word and same beat over and over again. We're like, that's awesome. (laughs) It's like, yes, 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 give it to me. (laughs) You sounded like Jack Black right there. But um, also in pop culture, Barbie hits a billion, and that's fucking awesome. That's nuts. Yeah, still haven't seen it, or Oppenheimer. Neither have I, but uh, to to think back three months ago, or fuck it, let's say three years ago, or whenever the Marvel movies came out, sure, fine, Spider-Mans, whatever, superhero movies, you would think those would hit a billion first, yeah. or eventually Marvel would hit a billion. I never in my life envisioned a movie about a doll hitting $1 billion. And I'm not taking away from it whatsoever. It's fucking awesome. I'm just telling you what's going on in my head. Yeah, I I can't believe how well executed it was. Like, every person that I've talked to that's seen it, like, even some of, like, the most macho, like, maybe self-conscious about their, like, who they are as, like, a dude. <laughs> Truck drivers. You mean me? What? Pickup what? Tr- They have yeah. pickup trucks. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, and, like, some of my college, like, water polo teammates, like, haven't talked to him in like a couple of years to be like, dude, do you see Barbie? I'm like, what's no. up, Nate? Haven't <laughs> talked to you since Red Dead Redemption That's came crazy. out. <laughs> like, like those are the people where it's like, wow. Ev- like the spectrum is so broad from everyone saying that it's great. Yeah. And like, I, I mean, I guess Oppenheimer is more of like, a taboo type subject because it's about a nuclear fucking bomb. Oh, the groups that that reaches way lower than the groups that Barbie, Barbie could reach every single group of human beings, every age group. There's enough, probably subliminal jokes that make it funny. Like there has to be content in there. That's thought provoking enough that people our age are continuously like, it's incredible. It's incredible. Right. I literally haven't talked to someone who would be like, it's super overrated. I haven't even talked to anybody that was like, it's okay. Yeah. It's only like, I almost feel like it's a cult thing. It's like when game of Thrones, like just came out and they're yeah. like, have you watched game of Thrones? Well, the thing you're forgetting is Barbie was a cult. Like the minute right. it came out, right. every single person, every, mostly it was every girl at the time, different time had a Barbie. Yeah. True. You know, they had the Malibu dream house. They had all these things and it was a cult following. And like if you when you do see Barbie, you'll like it'll make sense. But like you try to pass it down generation to generation, and like it's like oh, I played with these. My daughter would play with these at one point, and then so on and so forth. Like with Marvel, it's like they're not reaching that demographic, but Barbie and Ken can reach the Marvel demographic. So like the people who had action figures and watched the comic books and see Spider Man, Iron Man, and all those guys. If they love Barbies, they have no interest in that. Dude, if you can make a PG movie now and make it what Barbie has, it's like it's like almost like a miracle for lack of a better word, and it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's just like the wide breath. But what I was gathering from what you were saying is we need to start, start writing a Silly Bands movie. <laughs> the timelines almost match up perfectly. <laughs> Do you remember how lit those were for like, 
two weeks? Silly man's come to life. Elon <laughs> Musk. Oh, now I'm stuck on this fat guy's wrist, and I'm deformed. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a problem. The movie's over. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. But that's what the movie I've been begging to watch. I've been begging for someone to make a 10-minute scary movie where they just shoot the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> that would be done. hilarious. I would love it. Yeah. Okay, kneecap done. <laughs> what Let's do take I do with off. my popcorn? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Build it up, and like the, the little trailer is... Just as action-packed as the whole thing. It's the whole movie. It's pretty much <laughs> yeah. the whole movie. Except there's eight other minutes that you get to see in the theater. Yeah. And then it just cuts to black. Yeah. And you'd be like, don't tell anyone that it wasn't less than two hours. <laughs> well, all you have to do is, like, make it in one theater in the Amalfi Coast, and every fucking influencer will come. Yeah. True. Oh, that'd be great. That's a great idea. Dude, that is the most old. That is, like, the perfect, like, harmless prank. Yeah. That's so good, dude. I, I'm going to do it. All right, we're going to do it. Um, I it, want in. <laughs> you're in. All right. Uh, who's out? Uh, another bachelor couple broke up. Ugh. Oh, <sighs> damn it. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that these reality TV shows don't stay together? I thought true love exists. Me too. And It was probably I, due to lack of communication between the two. It's probably due to the fact that they didn't know each other ever. <laughs> Ever before. Dude, Ever. One of them was banging like 10 other people. Like, listen, I've had relationships in my life, and I've had three months relationships. I've had six month relationships, and I also have an ongoing 12 year relationship going on. <laughs> so there are times <laughs> in your life where you're like, okay, six months goes by, and you're like, okay, everything's going well. And then out of nowhere, one day, everything stops going well. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit just happens. Right. But there was also communication before the six months. Right. This is no communication before the six months. No, you met. Yeah, that's all you did. You met. That's all you did. You won a fucking contestant on an email. and was like, oh, you're going on The Bachelor. yippee ki I get to go on TV. Not yippee ki I get to go and try and find the love of my life. Right. Like, you are subjectively handsome or moderately interesting and weird. Yeah, and guess <laughs> what? Have you ever seen that uh, scientist or whatever? He's like joking around. He's like, if someone is a 10 and also a 10 personality, lock them up in a cage and never let them leave again. Majority of the time, handsome people aren't really that good at keeping relationships. Put that on a tombstone. Put that on yeah. a t-shirt. No, sorry. <laughs> Very good looking people. Yeah. Us are handsome. Yeah. All in relationships. <laughs> so. Handsome. Um, another thing in news where... If we get big, it's, I'll be the first to die. Um, <laughs> Ariana Grande is dating a guy she used to go on double dates with. So she uh, was... She's Satan. Fuck this lady. I got nothing else to say I, other than that. I <laughs> can't say that I 100% she agree. She killed Mac Miller. <laughs> My line, but I'll let you have that one. It's on recording. Um, Pat, anything on this one? No. Yeah. Crazy, man. Uh, and we're going to get fucking Oppenheimer one day to figure out where we fucking <laughs> record. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Can they pinpoint that? I don't know. It's better to be known yeah. than unknown, I guess. Uh, good, pu- uh, bad publicity is still publicity. Yes. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Sky are on a three game win streak. Yeah, they are 12 and 15. I do believe I read today. Um, 
they beat uh, the Phoenix Mercury, who stink, and then twice they beat Dallas, and Dallas is kind of making a push. So I'm so in on being the team that ruins it for other teams. Oh, yeah, 12 and 15, uh, 2.4 differential, 10 games behind. Yeah, so we know we're not making the playoffs. So, And Dallas was making a push. And I, again, reiterating, I would love to be the team that just ruins it for other teams. Yeah. Even though we know what's going on. Yeah. That there's only two teams. No, that's the best. To play spoilers when your shit season is being even shittier than you expected. Um, If we can end the season 500 in a rebuilding year, that's great. Because like we've said before, there's only um, 24 teams in the league. So, um, or 12, sorry. What was I saying? I was doubling a double. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you can just stay right in the middle of the pact, um, it'll be good. Yeah, because I don't, like, they're, they have too many good players and there's too much success around the franchise for them to really tank. Like, with Kalea Copper, you're not going to be able to be last in the WNBA and go after the first draft pick, which I don't think they need. I think they should build around Kalea. So, mm-hmm. um Last week I talked about the Liberty, and I guess I never got the bet in. Um, I thought I did, but I'm kind of glad that I didn't because they're only plus like 225. And that makes sense. It does, based on what I said about them, but I thought the way that everybody else was talking about the Aces, that they would be at least plus 500. Oh, yeah, not a shot, dude. You can't have... I mean, the I thought Ace- I beat them. I thought I beat Vegas again. <laughs> <laughs> the Aces, Rats. The Aces had uh, already clinched. Playoff berth. That's fucking crazy. Um, so they got their third loss since the last time we recorded. Um, the night of that recording, so right before the episode came out, the Aces clinched. Yeah. So it's been a full week since the Aces have clinched. I think we were a full week out of the All-Star break. Yes. Crazy, man. Good so um, good for them. They are 24-3. in three. And that really just like overshadows New York's twenty-two and six. Yeah, well, that's and Connecticut Suns, Connecticut Sun, twenty-one and seven. Good sign for me for the Liberty when it, Aces don't know how to lose. Yeah, for it's real, they don't know how to handle the it. Yeah, I mean they they could just lose the rest of their games. Yeah, just to could. get a taste. I actually don't even <laughs> think that's possible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're too good, uh, but. It's whatever. Uh, this guy in 2026. 20, that wasn't the sound of a bat. That was the sound of Ho- Jose Ramirez's fist hitting Tim Anderson in the jaw. Just like, what a bizarre situation. We can, we can break it down from the start to the finish. And... The- I- the only part that I have anything to say about before we get to the finishes, I can't stand Tim Anderson. I've made that very clear. I have no idea what Jose Ramirez was mad about. Yeah, I don't either. I think he he looked like he um, the from me continuously watching the video on repeat just to try and figure it all out. Imagine you're Ty, uh, Tyron Lue and getting stepped over by Allen Iverson. Right. Like, Tim Anderson was over Jose Ramirez for a little bit too longer than Jose probably liked. Sure, but he slid 
halfway through the bag. Right. And he was safe. And this is Major League Baseball, not recreational softball. When someone tags me on the head super hard in recreational softball, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Right. 100%. A quote did come out that uh, it was like right afterwards or the next day, whatever. And somebody asked Jose Ramirez, and he was like, I think Tim Anderson's um, been ruining the game for a little bit now. Okay, so it, it is what I thought. I was like, Jose has to have something on him. The way he pointed at him in his face had to be like, you've been doing this shit for years. Right. Like, that's the only thing that popped into my brain. Yeah. Now, now that, that was- you say that, I think I know exactly what happened. The game before, Tim Anderson basically pushed a guy's hand off the bag with the ball, and the ump called him out. Mm. It was clearly... That's good. That's just smart baseball. That's very good research, too. That's great. I, I mean, that's that's a good court awareness. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, Timmy. Now, overthinking why it happened, let's get into it. Um, Tim Anderson drops his glove and squares up. Um, I Tim don't, Anderson also doesn't speak Spanish. Correct. But I think Jose... Everybody in the world would have understood what he was saying. He had his finger an inch away from his face, and everybody knows how fucking annoying that is. Yep. Um, he takes his, he throws his glove off and gets ready to go to fisticuffs. Listen, I don't know Tim Anderson. I don't know where he's from. I don't know how much of a hard ass he really is. From Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. And, but Tim Anderson threw off his glove and looked like a guy who has fought before and was ready to take on this fight. Yes. Even throughout it, I think he did an okay job. Jose goes under him, ducking <laughs> ducking a punch. I don't think Jose Ramirez has ever been in a fight in his entire life. <laughs> he was nope. swinging. And he, like, reaches up to maybe call a timeout and just connects right with Tim's face. Yeah, I'm going to give uh, <clears throat> the benefit of the doubt to Tim. One, because he's on my team. Um, and you never forget your guys, even when your guys start stop acting like your guys. Absolutely. Tim looked like a fighter, benefit of the doubt. Tim was tossing punches with a lot of people around, hard to find your target. Jose Ramirez's head was pointed at Tim's chest. His eyes were pointed towards the ground, and he was flailing. Mm-hmm. It was a lucky connection. It was a lucky connection. And I know what you're thinking. It was a connection. Yes, it was. Tim got knocked out. I'm not going to say that he didn't. What I'm going to say is that I think without people getting held back, Tim wins that fight. Oh, if the fight went 10 rounds, yeah. No, I'm saying if the... If, if they just let him beef it out. Right, like Kopech was holding on... like He had yeah. J-Ram in a headlock... When J-Ram threw that punch. He had him wrapped around the waist, but... Right, so even more to the point that J-Ram was getting held back as he threw the punch. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's still... I mean, dude, he's stocked. He's been hitting monstrous home runs for his entire career. It's not like he doesn't have any fucking power behind those arms. Have you seen those cheeks? Even if Tim connected, there's too much meat on those cheeks. Yeah, so I think he picked a bad fight. I, I agree. I think J-Ram's probably got at least 40 on Timmy. I think the worst part about it is that Tim's obviously going through a shit ton of shit. And when that shit ton of shit is from most of your own doing, and I don't want to say all because you can't 
force everybody's hand in some certain arguments and all that stuff. We just but, talked about it with Nolan Arenado and Troy Tulowitzki. It's right. never going to be one guy in baseball. So I think with all this that's been going on this year, all the stuff about his personal life getting aired to the entire world, and you can say world or just the entire baseball audience, it's going to weigh on you. So that minute you get clearance to f- let some steam off, I don't blame him. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it's been jawing and nibbling at him the entire season, the entire calendar year. He finally had a home run. He started to feel a little bit better. But those problems are still fucking shoved down. Absolutely. And everything before the punch was thrown to his face, I totally agree with you. But everything that happened after that is just like, Tim, what the fuck are you doing? Not only do you get knocked out, like knocked out right. cold, you go to Twitter after and tweet all this shit that subliminal right. messages that right. don't make any sense. It's like, what are you, everyone on the internet for the next six months is not on your side, even though they weren't on your side anyways. Like, and he's tweeting, like, remember, I'll remember everything that you guys said. I'm like, Tim, you don't have any fans anyways. Right. And so I'll bring it full circle to the story about my beard. I wanted to go to the DM to the dude <laughs> and immediately, like, tell him, like, dude, you fucked my shit up. Like, this is a wedding that I got to stand up in. It's, like, one of my longest friends of eternity. And I got to stand up with this bullshit you just put on my face. But I was like, no. And I really, really wanted to in that moment. And then three hours later, I was like, oh, you know what? It's not the end of the world. Right. You know, and sure, that's a very drastic comparison, but it's in the same vein. I think it's Because similar. he got fucked up and he was feeling a lot of ways. Sure, the best thing for him would have been to shut up, put your phone away, and just enjoy the rest of the night, even though it's going to be incredibly hard. Yeah. But you'll wake up with a little bit of a clearer mind. And be able to make that smarter choice afterwards. Yeah, but like everything that unfolded is just the worst possible time and situation for not only Tim, but also the Chicago White Sox. Everything is pointing down. If you looked at a stock oh, chart, yeah. that's just pointing down. Oh, yeah. You have so to win that saying, fucking fight. So what you're saying is it's time to buy in. No, it's time to sell. <laughs> because if he wins that fight, you got, and then they're doing what they're doing. They won that game, and then the next two, you got the fans behind you. You're ready to go. Yep. This fucking him getting knocked out was literally the final punch of this team. That is true because now everything starts to come out. It was the floodgates opening to what we as Sox fans thought was going on the entire time. Yeah, but why I call it bizarre is because you. You can't think that the White Sox could get any lower than they are right now. And you can't... The reason you think they can't get any lower is because you can't envision a fucking mid-game brawl. Right. It was and the best that baseball happens. Donnie Brook since Rufnet Odor and Jose Batista. Yeah, but I don't think you're understanding that yeah. your guy got knocked out. Right. I don't I, care. Like, at this point, I don't even like the fucking guy anymore. Funny you say that now. That's... He's tweeting about you, Brez. <laughs> Probably. He's going to remember what he's you said. He's not tweeting about me. That's yeah. for damn sure. I So another story that broke out was that Yasmani Grandal, Yoan Mancada, and Eloy Jimenez 
uh, we're the ones contributing to terrible locker room vibes, pretty much. Yeah. And we as fans thought they weren't contributing at all to the team. So um, that works. T.A. allegedly put his locker in the corner. Yeah, and T.A. and Yaz haven't been getting along, and uh, Yaz didn't, when he wasn't in the lineup, wanted to leave um, because it was the last day of a road trip and caused a big old stink, and and T.A. said some shit. Yaz slapped him in the face, and Tim shouted, fuck that dude. If he wants to leave, I'll buy his fucking flight. Damn. But this is the type of shit that I've been talking about. Is like, how are you going to have a leader or who's right, Yasmani or TA, when nobody is succeeding? So that's, nobody could be their leader. And that's why I keep telling you guys, and I know I'm not trying to fucking pour salt in the wound, but this is why people think I'm nuts. They're gone. They're leaving the city. Yeah. So $10 wins you 2500 on the Sox to win the division. Okay. <laughs> but they are going to leave. Send them off. Who cares? Um, I will be up for fandom. When they do leave, I'll have no ties to them. I'm going to be uh, real bitter just like the entire um, St. Louis area when their football team left. I'm going to get really into, like, college baseball or something. I don't know. But oh, I thought you were going to say you are going to become a Cardinals fan. Oh, no. I wouldn't I do am. that to you guys. Prez, I don't care who you root for. You only care about sleepers in week eight. <laughs> 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 Roasted. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> um, other news in baseball. In the NL, the Braves versus the Dodgers is, like, no doubt in my mind. Um, the Braves just played the Sox and the Cubs uh, recently, so there is recency bias in my brain about them, but they're fucking nasty. Yeah. They're really good. Did Cubs take two? Yeah. Nice. Who gives a fuck? They, did you see what Max Fried did for his third, fourth game of the season? It, like 10 Ks, and they lost, and the Cubs lost like 10 to 1. 8 yeah. to 0. Perfect. Yeah. Won a ton of money on that game. Yeah. Um, and then I think they faced Morton yesterday or two days ago. And then I don't remember who their four guy is, but if Charlie Morton's your five in the playoffs, yeah, I'll fucking take him. Yeah. Agreed. Um, then Freddie Freeman is so damn good talking about the Dodgers. They're so damn good. I don't see any other teams in the NL who compete with those two. The, the Freddie Freeman, Matt Olson situation is the most frustrating win-win in modern baseball history, yeah, if you're sure. not a Braves fan. Like, how do you give up, like, a face of the league in Freddie Freeman and just replace him with a guy who's now leading the National League in home runs? Right, but like, meanwhile, what? Freddie Freeman's in 335, never strikes out. Like, I, I, I'm agreeing with your point. Yeah. But Matt Olson's numbers are so skewed because they just fucking walk the guy 24-7. He either strikes out. He's a he's like the definition of a three-true outcome player. But not even really. Like, the other night when I was watching him play, they intentionally walked him three times, twice to get the bags loaded. That's pretty sick. And who does he got behind him? Like, Travis Darno or Sean Murphy? Right. Yeah. And, like, guys, catchers who fucking rake. And Murphy was, but he hasn't been since the All-Star break, and that's why they're comfortable with walking him. 
Yeah. But if you like, if you intentionally walk anybody, I'm like, damn. That respect. That's exactly. respect. Yeah. You're giving up a base. And as we talk about with our intro little sound is get on base. Yeah. And they're just, they're just letting him. Yeah. I mean, in those scenarios, if an intentional walk due to the player being good rather than creating a force out. Right. Is the ultimate sign of respect in this America's pastime game. Yes. And then the AL is going to be friggin crazy. You just don't want to see Tampa, ever. Well, just, now you do, because they don't have any pitchers. Shane McClanahan's yeah. out for the year. You want to see Tampa. <laughs> um, I don't want to see the Rangers. The Rangers are my front runners. I just don't know if the Orioles are, are really there yet to win. They are. Yeah. I would love to be proven otherwise. Yeah, I mean, it's... Obviously, it would be a bandwagon if the Sox do move out of the state of Illinois. Um, well, this misery is going to last for five, ten years. But here's also why they're gone. not moving. Even with dog shit attendance, we have the seventh highest attendance in baseball. Okay, but do you? It's a revenue thing. You two are two of the bigger Sox fans that I know. What is your mindset going forward? I hope Jerry dies. Okay, mine's. Uh, Find the baseball players that enjoy the game and don't look at it as an occupation. Right. And in my brain, both of those ideas are so astronomically crazy in a, like... What's crazy about an 80-year-old guy dying? <laughs> you're, you haven't talked about players being good. Like, you're not, you're not even looking for good players. You're just looking for your owner to die. That, yeah. If, if I'm looking at everything gets... I'll, I'll put it in this terms. Stocks, you know those. Mm-hmm. If I go into a meeting with the board and I'm like, we're just waiting... Our, our game plan for the next five years is to wait for our owner to die. What do you think shareholders are going to be like? <laughs> oh, you're talking about, like, a, a hostile acquisition, basically. No, I'm just talking about... In general, as general of terms can possibly come, if you were to take over the White Sox... I'll break it down. Go ahead. So, Brady's saying that we uh, are skipping the fact that we need good players in order to be a good team. Brez is saying that it'll take Jerry dying in order to change this team's culture and to move towards the fact that we can now organize a better organization... To bring good players in. Right. So, we're skipping a couple dots along the way but it's a domino effect that ultimately reaches its conclusion which is a very talented team with world series hopes right and you're talking about a hypothetical i mean death is pretty certain you have no idea if that's the truth or not what did georgia georgia's still alive yeah i mean money can buy you life i guess yeah, and they're not going to be able to escape a death tax. They're going to have to sell one of either the Bulls or the White Sox. Right, and I found out a fun fact today that the Tampa Bay Rays stadium in the 80s was actually built for the White Sox, but they just didn't move there. So then 2005 happens, you keep everybody happy for a little bit. I don't understand how you guys could even somewhat be thinking about giving this organization money based on going to any games. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm. this is the fewest games that I've been to in probably five years. And you're a big Sox fan. Yeah. And I've so I'm talking about the median, five. which holds together organizations, the people that will just go to go. Right. Yeah. Where are those people going to go? If you're not going to the games, 
then it just trickles down. They're not going to the games. Then they're not going to the games. Yeah, well, I would say that the people who don't have any interest, because going to a baseball game is the most fun drinking event that you can just buy some like a ticket for. Here's the other thing. Yeah, right in the middle of my thing. Go Sorry. for it. No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I thought he was done. Chicago's a vacation destination, especially in Chicago, like in the summer. You'll have teams, you'll have people coming from Detroit, Kansas City, Minneapolis, just to visit the city of Chicago mm. to see their team play. They don't give a flying fuck about the White Sox. That's who fills the seats. Yeah. On the non-weekday games, like that's who's going. Okay, so now we're going into this meeting with our owner's going to die soon, hopefully. And number two, we're going to count on other teams in our division to come and see us play. We, as, you're acting like a, the Rams and Chargers don't exist. They have Stan Kroenke. You're also acting like this is what? That's also Los Angeles. And there's they play in the same stadium. So back to my other point, do you think the people that are coming here on vacation are going to be like, oh, let me look at this pamphlet of Chicago. Can I go to one of the most historic stadiums in the universe or go watch the White Sox play. They're not going to watch the White Sox. They're going to watch their team. Okay, Bryce, listen to me. You're talking about people that are fans of the Detroit Tigers, Minnesota Twins, and Kansas City Royals. Mm-hmm. To fill your seats, to fill your pockets. That's what you're counting on. That's been the business model for 120 years. Okay, so there's more op away team fans at White Sox games than home team fans. A lot of times, yeah. Now? Yeah. But you can't survive off of that. They have been for 120 years. Okay. You're acting like this is something that we want. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's something that you're not accepting. That's why I keep bringing it up. No, you're not accepting it. Yeah, I'm, you're not accepting that this is a plan. Again, you're saying how dog shit our attendance is. We're still seventh in baseball. But I don't think you guys have been in a situation of where a rebuild went that badly. Yeah, because a rebuild. Like, you can get, you can dangle the keys that we always talk about, but they just did that, and it failed astronomically. Right. So, are you, are you guys going to buy in again? Not until Jerry dies. Or Kenny Williams is gone. Right. Oh, I'm going to buy in next year. How many games you go to this year? I haven't been since opening day. How many games you go to this year? Probably four. Okay. Um, but I also, like, I'm an adult. You know, like I got to focus on me, you know, totally understand. How many yeah. tickets have I bought? Zero. Right. That, I just feel like you guys are understanding me and I'm not understanding you and we're not going to get anywhere with this conversation. <laughs> yeah, but I lost what you were trying to say. They're gone. I'm just telling you that now. What okay. time frame do you think? Within 2030. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got time to figure it all out before then. Okay. If you truly believe that you could do that, I envy you. I mean, what am I going to do, dude? Uh, the White Sox go through another rebuild. Uh, okay. Like, am I just going to now not be a fan of the team? Like, that's just not who I am. I'm not yeah, asking I'm, you to do that. I'm not asking you to do that whatsoever. I'm asking you to accept your fate. What city can they relocate to that will guarantee seventh in admissions? Nashville, Tennessee. Really? Yeah. With a population less than, you know... You want to talk about tourist destination, pal? Oh, yeah. Bachelorette parties? Cool. How many bachelorettes are going to baseball? Nashville has been the most frequent I've ever visited out of a city in my life. You're one person. And I don't travel. 
Exactly. <laughs> it's close. Exactly. I don't think. Yeah. yeah, we're all missing. All right. Yeah. You guys made no good points. I made all good points. <laughs> Let's get to something we can all agree on. 431. Bears Super Bowl. Yep. <laughs> we can all agree there. Hall of Fame game. Happy first over of the year. Yeah, that um, was easy. I looked back last year's over did hit. And then I looked back at my record on this podcast. It's not a sign of good times to come, but every year's a new year. Absolutely. That's exactly my mentality when the White Sox restart. Sorry, we're done with them. I think I hit at like a 19% rate last year. <laughs> Dude, what I I also did I do really well in week one and then think I cracked the code and then just burn through the bankroll. Well, I might be the best college football better of all time. Hey, remember the first time we, you know, put picks on the podcast and we hit a week one parlay? And nobody put it in. I did. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm optimistic, and you should definitely keep listening throughout the next couple episodes when football does start and we give out our picks, because this year's going to be different. Yeah. But um, I'm just going to give you guys my way too early power rankings, and then we can move on from there. One, San Fran, Sammy Darnold, obviously. Two, Eagles. Three, Bills. Four, Chiefs. Five, Bengals. Six, Bears. Seven, Ravens. Eight, Browns. Nine, Jags. Ten, Chargers. I mean, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Mostly. A lot of other people that are outside of the city will be like, where's the Vikings or the Lions? Uh, Not scared of them. Not scared of it a little bit. You want Kirk Cousins to win a Super Bowl or Jared Goff to win a Super Bowl? I just don't think people understand how much Dalvin Cook meant to them. Trusting the Lions is worse than trusting the White Sox. Yeah. Like, historically. Yeah. They haven't Dan won Campbell's a, bringing a new culture in there, Brez. Be careful what you say. Yeah, and half their team is suspended until week six. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah, that's so I, funny. Phew, Jameson Williams was my sneak pick last year. I think the day after my draft, he fucking... Or actually, no. I expected him to come back week six because he tore his ACL right in college. Yeah. Yeah. And then he came back, and then he... Caught one pass. Yeah, for 90,000 yards. <laughs> yeah. And then he fucking, they told him he can't play anymore, and now yeah. he's suspended again. You know... Which is such bullshit. The one team on here that I would put up, because the NFC West is a little softer than it has been in previous years with the Cardinals clearly tanking. Kyler Murray says he's back, and they're like, shut up. Yeah. You know you're not. <laughs> shut up, little guy. They're trying to lose super aggressively and probably trade back and get, you know, more picks, whatever. I think the Seahawks, especially with Jackson Smith and Jigba, in that offense is going to be very good. Their defense, like their run defense, sucked last year. They're adding to it, though. Exactly. That's, like, what they attacked in the draft. And, like, they have Tyron Woodley, who arguably, like, he got overshadowed by Sauce Gardner. The matchups that he had on a relative basis, I think, were more difficult. And he performed just as amicably. Who's the other DB that they had was awesome? Another rookie. They basically are rebuilding the Legion of Boom. I... I I like it. I hate the Seahawks more than anything for because they just destroy me. Pete Carroll destroyed me at USC last year. Week going one. into Yes. Yes. The play yes. of all plays. No. 
the play of all plays was the Raiders. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that one please, was huge. That was such a great day. Never get that twisted yeah. again. The Raiders oh. pick was probably the most electric thing that's ever happened for you Jesus. and us. All of them. All of them. Um, but Geno Smith breaks. <laughs> Corn dogs, Jackie. Geno <laughs> Smith breaks my brain. Our boy, Charbonnet, going out hurts. No, he's coming back. Oh, he's already, already back, back on the field. All right. Yeah, we're back. I'm in on the Seahawks, too, then. Yeah. But I wouldn't uh, also where, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we keep moving <laughs> with all these names that almost nobody knows, we're going to talk about the teams. All right? All right. Earlier in the day, I texted Brady and Brez to pick a number between 17 and 25. And they had no idea what I was doing. Brez was the first one to respond, and he picked 21. So, based off of a book's odds, we are going to do a two-round list of teams with plus 2,100 odds or better that we legitimately think has a shot for the Super Bowl. So just right off the bat, that takes off, and we can't pick the Bears. The Bears are plus 3,000. You can't pick um, the Bears, So and with plus 21 odds, that takes away San Fran, Eagles, Bills, Chiefs, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So... Um, we will, uh, how do we want to pick? Who wants first? Who hasn't gotten first for a list in a while? Probably Brez. Yeah. All right, we'll go Brez, Brady, Cliff, Cliff, Brady, Brez. How many teams are we doing? Just two rounds. Okay. Do you want to do three? Yeah. No, let's do three. This completely hinges on the health of the quarterback, but I think the team is very well constructed, the Miami Dolphins. Yep. Good pick. I don't think I would have taken them 1-1. One, one. But uh, I'll give it to you. That's I don't fine. I have them on my list at all. But yeah, either do I. The contingency that he put in there is humongous. So the fact that he said that, I have no rebuttal. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the rebuttal is that point that he takes out. <laughs> well, my rebuttal is that Jalen Ramsey isn't back until week thirteen. Yeah, I mean, Tua's great when he's healthy. But he's a cut concussion away from never playing the game well, again. Well, let's get that straight as Their well. Their backup quarterback situation, I think, is holistically better with Mike White. Tua is not great. Tua is Tua when he's healthy. Sure, sure. Um, I, I'm just looking at it from stats. Absolutely. And then he puts up points. Absolutely. Sorry. All right. Um, Brady. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep. That was my other pick. Solely based on the video of Calvin Ridley. <laughs> Dude. Good. I think nobody's talking about them. I think their division fucking stinks. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence is obviously very good, the way that they've talked about him since he was in high school. Um, I, I was close to not picking them based on the fact that they came back from that 31-3 game, and I was driving home in an absolute sublime state that I had won my bet, and I got home, and on the TV, I saw that the uh, Chargers had lost the game. But I'm still sticking with the Jaguars. I think they got a little something going on, and... Number one reason, their division stinks. Yeah. Um, I do want to make a disclaimer. It's plus 2,100 odds or better. And I just want to make sure that me picking the Chargers isn't throwing you two off. Nope. Okay, great. Chargers. I like that pick. I think that... Everybody does before the season. They're the fucking Chargers. I know. Yeah, but like into that trap the past five years. And I I think I'm falling into it again um, because I took it. 
And a lot of heat going at Austin Eckler. He's still very, very good. And Brez has a lot of things against him this year. And some I will listen to, others I will not. <laughs> um, but you did immediately get into my head with Austin Eckler. And I like did a mock draft with the fourth pick. And I was like, not taking Austin Eckler. Brez told me not to. Uh, and you're um, taking Tyreek Hill? Yeah. 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 Every time. Yeah. So. Um, Funny you're on the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, but. You're Regardless, I think, uh, so I took Justin Herbert in a league last year and was very underwhelmed through two weeks and was like, I don't want you anymore. I think that he has to do something drastically different this year in order to make a name for himself even more than he has. Oh, what, not play with six broken ribs? Well, no, he's just been drastically overshadowed. Everybody's playing hurt, Brez. It's the NFL. Uh, yeah, fair enough. You know, like, uh, grow up. I think um, the big stat on him is that through four weeks last year, I don't think he threw a touchdown to, like, a fantasy player or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was Donald Parham, like, three times in three weeks. I like that. I like. I think that stat boosts the Chargers. Yeah, um, this next pick is going to get um, both of you probably boiled a little bit. Broncos country, let's ride. Yeah. No, I, I like it. Yeah, I think. I fucking hate it. But I love it. Yeah. Sean Payton coming to out of retirement. You know he has to have a game plan. I mean, he came in and said that that was the worst coaching job that has ever been done. So immediately you know he's taking notes and he's like, put my hat, put my name in the hat. The fact that Nathaniel Hackett had something to say about that is absolutely absurd to me. You just wear that and you move on. <laughs> You'd be like, I never heard him say it. I don't, I don't no, care. no, you wear it. The media asks you about it, and you say no comment. Yeah. That's all Bulletin you had to do. board material. Yeah. Um, Brady. Um, the New York Giants. Yeah. That was going to, if it got back to me, that was going to be my pick. Great one. Thank you. I love the team. I think I just really like Saquon, and by really like, I just love him. And I got a soft spot for Daniel Jones, too. Well, I'm all over the Eagles, so that's why this pick is here. And this is going to probably ruin a lot of things if uh, because most of the people in the fantasy leagues I'm going to be doing are in it. I'm so drastically in on Darren Waller. I it's was ridiculous. just going to say that. It's ridiculous, dude. Yeah, he's a freak. I mean, Darren Waller is sneakily on the Giants for people who don't know. Daniel Jones doesn't throw, but when he does, it's to the big guy that he can see. He's like, oh, I'm big. You're big, too. I throw you ball. What the fuck is that? They literally had to take him off the field so Daniel Jones would throw to somebody else. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, what was the guy's name last year? Bellinger? Daniel Bellinger? Yes, he was a rookie. Yeah. Oh, my God. He ruined so many parlays for me. What? That's all he would throw, to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. In the end zone, yeah, specifically. Sterling Shepard still with the Giants? Yeah, he's healthy now, too. I like your list a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Brez, team. Brez will two. He's got the Jags and the Giants. All right. I'm huge on Trevor Lawrence, too. And money, Calvin Ridley. And money where my Travis mouth Etienne. is. Where's your mouth? Seahawks. Really? Yeah. I like what they did going out and getting Charbonnet. It should keep Kenneth Walker healthy, too. They will... Ground and pound you into oblivion. And, oh, by the way, they have three, like, what should be near elite wide receivers. You have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and now JSN, who is supposedly outplaying both of them, like, abundantly in camp. 
in Garrett Wilson. Oh, just happened to have a dog shit quarterback last year. Came from the same school, and Garrett Wilson was like Jackson Smith and Jig was better than me. Yeah, and that's what I have to try and swallow my pride. He didn't play out this season with the Buckeyes, so I'm just so mad at him about that still. Yeah, but fair. I do know how good this motherfucker is. Yeah, and like, how are you going to game plan that defense? They're going to jam it down your throat the first two downs. It's going to be third and short. Are they going to do it again? Oh, no, bomb over the middle. Right, and like, it's it's contradictory to my Jared Goff take on counting on him to have another good year, but it's like, yeah, I, I don't know what Geno Smith found last year, so right. I, I can't analyze it. Totally understand it. I'm in the same boat. I don't see it happening again, which is why I don't agree, but I understand with the things that you just stated that I could understand how it would happen. The th- like, cause the thing is you can, no, only- no, no, you don't have to keep arguing okay. it. I Fair. understand right. how it could happen. <laughs> You're up in the scenario that, you know, Deshaun Watson finds his old form. The wow. Browns. Wow. He's so happy it. because I have two picks left he in my it. head. And I know you're probably not going to take both of them because you can't. Really, dude? The Browns? I know the one team that you're taking, but I'm definitely not taking Nicholas them. Chubb, running back one fantasy I this year. I know a yeah. lot of people who are very high on Dude, the, the whole world is because you look at what he's done over the course of his entire career, and now you see that he's ADP. Is at 15, and you're like, okay, value everywhere whenever I take it. No, I'm talking about the Browns as a whole. Oh, okay. But them to be plus 3,000 as to where what I'm hearing about them is like, that's very high, very good odds to get them at. Fantasy little anecdote. Uh, when Kareem Hunt was out for the first four weeks of the season last year, yep. Nick Chubb had 24 receptions, average depth of target about five and a half yards, would have been on pace for about 52 receptions, would have been top 10 in football, and with that efficiency, would have crushed on top of his yards on the ground. Yeah. Oh, like not, landslide running back one way out of McCaffrey. I don't worry about anything that anybody says about Nick Chubb. And they're like, oh, he's not a passenger. I'm like, have you seen the videos and the pictures of his high school track meet? Yeah. That dude can do everything. I mean, in... In all honesty, we're talking about the teams with the worst odds. So, like, all of these were like, are you fucking kidding? Yeah, Yeah, very true. We're getting hammed up, like, three months. It's like we're forgetting about the elite teams in the NFL, and we're like, no, you fuck, you don't even see it. You never saw it. Like, it's going to be the Eagles, dude. We were forced to do this. (laughs) All right, Brady, your last pick. The Los Angeles Rams. You son of a bitch. I knew. Gross. I knew the... Second team that you had on your yeah. mind, but I, yeah. I thought maybe this team was in there, but it was, and I don't feel bad at all about no. taking it. Cooper Cup, dude, I it's outrageous. Aaron Donald's still playing, yeah. Cooper Cup's still the second best receiver when healthy by far. He's gonna catch 25 balls a game. It's ridiculous that they have that big of odds. I agree. My pick's the Saints, <laughs> really. Yeah, oh, I thought you were gonna go. Is that your third pick? No, I just wanted him. Oh, who's your you second think? pick? No, th- that is my last pick. Yeah, oh, I thought you think? for sure going box. Oh yeah, I was thinking about it, but like, mm. yeah, there's no fucking chance. Yeah, there's no fucking chance. <laughs> well, there is though. Like that's the thing that blows my mind is their defense is still so fucking good. I was they still get- have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yeah, you know what? Take it back, box. <laughs> All right, fine, cool. <laughs>
I will take it. You know what, Baker Mayfield? I'm sorry for doubting you. You're going to lead a team to the Super Bowl because Colin Coward is a fucking moron twice over. He puts you on the same list as somebody who deceased. You're going to win a Super Bowl. My brain Prove is him wrong. such a scramble after having this conversation and what I've been doing future-wise that I was thinking about, I was like, Minnesota Vikings have tormented you. The Atlanta Falcons have tormented you. And... The Las, the Las Vegas Raiders last year tormented you. I put money on them to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. The Raiders? Yeah. Oh, you masochist. I know. Yeah. I know. Brass, I know. There's something wrong with me. Do you, like, get <laughs> off on lighting money on fire? I get off on Devontae Adams, I think. <laughs> Fair. All right. That's, that and works. And Max with any, two X's. Yeah, any Packer <laughs> that just leaves. Yeah. Great pick. Well, it's just like you got McDaniel back with Garoppolo. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, but um, since I am now taking the Bucks because you got to stick with your guys, Absolutely. and now that I went more clean shaven, I look more like him than ever. The reason I wanted to go with the Saints is because one, Kamara's only going to have a three game suspension. The more time Kamara plays, the better chance you have of winning. Yes, Derek Carr loves throwing the ball far. Is it accurate? No, it's not. But you know who's really fast? Chris Olave. You know who's also going to come back, which everybody still doubts, and I totally understand why. Michael Thomas <laughs> is coming back too. And they don't play anybody. Yeah, they're they don't play a single team. They're be- the best quarterbacks they face all year are Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. I love those are you- the two best quarterbacks they play for the entire season. Their defense can wake up and keep other teams to twelve points. I love how you flip just because I said Baker, and you don't even know this yet. You probably already do, but the fact that you flipped interdivision is so great and then said they don't play anybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they play the Saints twice. Baker's not good, but he's going to be great. No, I Kyle think... Trask might end up starting week one. I not even a little bit, that. dude. Nope. Wrong. <laughs> All right. That video that came out was so fucked up, dude. They dude. were throwing to fullbacks. You know what's, <laughs> you know what's crazy? You must have forgotten, Brez, is um, uh, Baker Mayfield was the first overall draft pick. He must be just like... You must have forgotten. There's that. there's never been in the history. So of, is Ryan Leaf. Oh my god! Hey, you dude, you just drunk, like dude. stepped right on the joke, dude. Obviously, when has a number one pick ever been good? <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. All he yeah, has is his brain is all just... day. Eighth round sleepers. That's <laughs> it. That's all he thinks about. Yeah, yeah a little bit. That was yeah. a little anecdote I was that I wanted to get into. Just about to say, when is a first overall pick not been the goat? <laughs> It was like, uh, Greg Oden, uh, you know, Jameis Winston, uh, you know, uh, not Michael Jordan, you know, this goes on and on. Um, but this, <laughs> what, what dude, it's something that I wanted to get into oh, shit. quickly is, uh, sleepers. And oh, yeah. wait, I still got one more pick. No, you don't. No, We're you doing don't. three rounds. Friggin' idiot. Oh, I'm a dummy. <laughs> um, I uh, DJ Moore's going round five in a lot of my mocks after Amari Cooper and Keenan Allen. I'll be scooping him up in the third round. DJ Moore? Yeah. Okay, probably four on the wraparound. Yeah. I have three, and I, the only solidified draft that I have order is I have three. And I'm thinking about getting him at, uh, what is that, wraparound two, then third round. Yeah. Do you think he'll last all the way to the other round? One hundred percent. On four, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Especially Actually, with no, how badly he burned people last year. We gotta, we gotta remember that we draft our fantasy drafts 
with friends and where do those friends fandoms also lie yes that's the problem like Fair. justin fields is going to go as like the fourth quarterback yeah but maybe I'm thinking, the third i'm thinking actually like, not the third because it's jalen hurts uh josh allen and patrick mahomes by far but fields might go ahead of lamar jackson in our leagues just because of chicago bear fandom yes yeah. i fully expect that to happen and if I'm right next to the guy that just took Justin Fields, I will happily take Lamar Jackson into my pocket. Especially with the new OC. Yeah. Right, but what I'm thinking about is third overall, snatch up Sammy D right away. <laughs> wrap, <laughs> wrap around. Go get Tank's, Tank Bigsby. <laughs> yes, and, you're and, on Tank too. And then on that other wrap around, third round, third pick, get DJ Moore. What else do I need? Dude, I love where your head at, where your head is <laughs> head at, ass. where your head ass is, because you, like, I wish I could take it so lightheartedly like you are doing right now, because I have such a vendetta against all the people I play fantasy against, where I can't let that happen, where, like, if I do take somebody that high up, I'm just going to get ridiculed and ridiculed and ridiculed. But I got to be able to stick to my guns and be like, dude, if I think Sam Darnold's going to be the MVP, why am I not taking him in the third round? I'm yeah. taking him third overall. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when I took Mike Vick first pick overall the first time I ever did fantasy football. I thought you had to draft in order. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also, it's the funniest thing ever. I also have PTSD from our washed up league last year. I think it was week five. I didn't have one drafted player in my starting lineup because they were all hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and you had the first pick? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. that's great. Johnny T wasn't playing anymore. Russell Wilson was on a bye. And I don't know who else I had, but they were just not playing that week. I was invited to draft on behalf of a person at my company, and it was a high-stakes league, 12 teams, and... I previously have had no opinion on this guy. And like I have gone through like after this actual draft happened, I think that my fantasy season across every league that I'm in is going to hinge on the performance of Devonta Smith. <laughs> I take him in every mock draft. I where took him in a draft him? where the league entry fee was $5,000 as my wide receiver two. I mean, what did he do when he was healthy last year? All he did was produce. Yeah, he was the wide receiver seven last year and only had four fewer targets. You know than that AJ Brown, but he goes a round and a half later. Yeah, I. So that's what trips me up because Jalen Waddle and Devonta Smith are both like top notch receivers, but you're getting them in late second round, early third round, and they're wide receiver twos on their team. Yeah. Which, if that's the first wide receiver on your team, like, I, I can't feel confident about that. So, if it's between, like, I don't know, Chris Olave or Devonta Smith, I'm taking Chris Olave. Yeah, you're betting on or, the breakout. And then, like, T. Higgins is right there, too. Like, all these number twos that are outrageously good, but it's like, again, there's one football. Right, but here's the thing T. That's Higgins so numbers about T. the Eagles is that you're taking their quarterback in the top five quarterbacks. You're taking two of their wide receivers in the top 25 of wide receivers. You're taking their defense in the top three. Mm -hmm. they're, a, 
regression candidates is what they are. Shut up. But Look were, what the Bengals did last but, year. But they also... They, also, they were the exception, not the rule. Mm-mm. But they started... New rule. They, the Eagles started at the ground last year. So, obviously, they may regress a little bit. Maybe they don't make it to the Super Bowl. So, what? They lose in the NFC Championship? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying, like, regular season, just, like... They're going to score a million points. <laughs> I, I agree. And I actually think, you know, like, if... If they strike gold and somehow DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny play a combined 17 games, they are going to be fucking dangerous. On a per-carry basis, Rashad Penny is the most effective and efficient running back in modern NFL history. And that's what everyone keeps talking about. They're like the running back position. I think they got better in the running back room. I mean, what what's the worst case scenario? They go to Kenneth Gainwell, who is like also very good. The best. <laughs> Brady's guy. My absolute guy. Fifty dollars to win fourteen hundred. <laughs> and it hit. Seventh touchdown like the M- NFC championship. Nice. I had lost. Never mind. Um, <laughs> We're on to bigger and better. But they, they got better in the running back room, in my opinion. I don't think anybody knew who Miles Sanders was before last season started, and he was just a good running back on a really good team. And all their defense did was add a brother in arms from the college that they're all from. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like the ones who can keep the kids' heads screwed on straight. Yeah. What? I, yeah, it's crazy. I do. I, I got another guy. Okay. Can I tell you about my guy? Yeah. It's a it's a guy who's probably one of your guys at one point during a draft. He's wide receiver one on a team. In a mock draft, I got him in the last round. And I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I want I know. And he's not the leading he's not gonna be the lead leading pass catcher on said team because of a tight end. But and it's not the Chiefs, so you can take that out oh, of the I equation. Was gonna say, no, he's on the <laughs> Patriots. <laughs> Juju's on the pits. Okay, so I know you're not. Oh. Do you know? Devonta Parker. Devontae no. Parker. No. Uh-uh. He's 31. I last hate it, round. but I want to love it. Got I want to love Last it. round. Last round. He's wide receiver one on this team because they sent away their previous wide receiver one. He's 31 years old, but the tight end on this team who they recently acquired is going to be the target hog. Oh, Sterling Shepard. Adam Thielen. No, but I like where your head's at. It's Robert Woods of the Houston Texans. Oh, my God. I'm so in on John Mechie. I'm just I'm just saying. Robert Woods just climbed to number one. I don't hate it at all. Dalton Schultz is on the Texans, so he's going to be a target hog. We have to cut this. I love Bobby Trees more than anybody. <laughs> yeah, dude. I fucking love that guy. Dude, Bobby Trees, 15th pick oh my God. of a 12 I'm, man right. league. All right. Sam Darnold, Tank Bigsby, DJ Moore, Robert Woods. <laughs> Fire. A, I've got it fucking solidified. There's no league where I can't get those four in the first four rounds. Maybe I go DJ Moore early to make sure. <laughs> Let's go, Bulls. Oh, stay hydrated this weekend. It's going to be a hot one. I got a piece. Music by Pat Mathers <laughs> and Chef Charles. Bobby Trees. Feels so good. 
This has been season 11, episode 2 of the Washed Up Podcast. Peace, love, and happiness. Shot City, come on and ride with me. Get high and catch a vibe with me. This music that make you feel good. Do it for the real ones. Do it while I still can. This is for the real fans. We're singing the longer they said the light shows. I know, I ain't so fly, don't you? Think so too. Shotty trying to come through to kick it like kung fu. On the blood cruise with the sunroof open. I'm the one who everybody love. Everybody wanna be like me. I cha cha real smooth. Do 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 do. I break rules and race roofs. Sip great goose with great juice. I make moves and I'm making music. Hang, hang loose, homie. Fall back like I down. Okay, I gotta go right out la dee da dee do I feel fucking awesome Get it, got it, good, good Get it, got it, good Get it, got it, good, good Get it, got it, good Fall back like I don't Okay, I gotta go right out la dee da dee do I feel fucking awesome I'm, I'ma tell you all why Ain't felt like this for a long time Can't think with the wrong mind Can't drift to the wrong tide Can't sink if it's all dry Land, one day you gotta learn to fly Curve the plot, cook it up, serve it hot Shorty thick like a car bomb, oh lord Won't quit till it's all mine, on oh God I've been steady trying to get in my way That's the only way that I get down Ever since I focused on my mind Got it, good, good, get it, got it, good, good, get it, got it, good, good, get it, got it, good.